Hey there, I'm Melissa Merrill, a professional home organizer since 2011 and now a speaker, author, course creator, and coach. I created Pro Organizer Bootcamp for aspiring home organizers and decluttering experts who need a kick in the pants to take their business to the next level. Each week, I bring you an action-packed episode filled with tips, tricks, and inspiration to help you build your own professional organizing company. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review. Let's dive in. Today, I'm chatting with Kareen Phillips, an interior designer based in Houston. She believes that interior design should reflect each client's unique personality and their life experiences. She's actually from Cameroon and has been in the U.S. for five years, working as a designer in the Houston market for the past four years. I'm super excited to chat today. Welcome to the show, Kareen. Thanks for having me, Melissa. It's, it's an honor and a pleasure for me to be here. Yes, we started connecting on Instagram, I think probably about a year ago. And what drew me to your page was the yellow, of course, <laughs> that bright yellow energy and positive energy. I absolutely love your website. And we'll talk about that and your Instagram here in a second. But yeah, just to give you guys some background that are listening, that is how we connected. And I always love actually meeting the people behind the page because it's one thing to kind of follow each other on social media, but it's another thing to actually have a conversation. So tell us about yourself and what caused you to get into the wild world of interior design. So my name is Karine. I mean, you've made a really pretty introduction about who I am and what I do. I moved to the U.S. in 2018. And so what drew me to interior design, I've always been passionate about interior design from my teenage years. And I went to school as, a, as an engineer. So I'm a safety engineer, but that's not what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a designer. And I think my 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 passion or the reality started two years into university. I was watching this show, a French show on TV, and this guy, he was actually remodeling people's houses. And the emotion that came out of these people, you know, it was, it was impressive. So I, I called my mom one day and I told her, mom, I know what I want to do. I want to make people's houses beautiful because it's a thing you know and she was like please finish your design your your engineering school first and then you will see that later right so I finished my engineering school but I never did interior design I was just doing it as a special passion for you know like friends or for myself but when I moved to the U.S. I felt like this was my opportunity to tap into my passion so I I got certified first from the interior design institute and from there, I got a job where I was working as a designer, a virtual designer. And I mean, one thing led to another. Today, I'm having my That is awesome. So from, you know, engineering degree to getting pushed through school, I know we've all probably had those parents that are like, no, just like stay in the box and color in the lines. And we want you to get your degree. So that's what you're going to do. And especially if they're paying for it, you kind of have to listen sometimes. So from that to, you know, really diving into your passion project and creating a business out of it. I absolutely love that when you move to Houston, 
sounds like you hit the ground running, you know, really saw the opportunity and went with it. So I have a question for you. Do you feel like your background as an engineer has to do with your design capability? Like, do you do mock-ups, drawings, AutoCAD? Like, tell us about that. Yes, absolutely. So let me tell you something. So when I was taking the, the, the course, the interior design course, right? There was this module, which was about CAD, you know, like, drawing and I was like no way I could not believe that my passion would lead me to this and the reason I'm saying so is because I did that course when I was doing engineering and it was one of the course that I hated like to be honest I hated it so I come to design and I'm like no way I can see this again I could not imagine so yes of course my my degree as an engineer does help me as a designer even safety wise you know when I design a place I always think safety because I'm a, I'm a safety engineer, you know, like every furniture I choose, even the, you know, even the flow of movement in a place, I think safety always. So, yes. I love that. Yeah. I think there's so much alignment to where sometimes, like you said, it was the subject that you hated, but now when you look at it from the lens of, oh my gosh, I get to make these beautiful, aesthetically pleasing living spaces. You're like, oh, now I love AutoCAD, right? <laughs> I love that. It's like a total reframe. So before we jumped on, we were chatting a little bit about how you know, you were an organizer. You offered organizing services at one point. So tell us, tell us about that. You know, how did you shift into interior design full-time? Yeah, give us more info there. I'd say before I even knew that interior design existed, I was already organizing as a child. So I'm a recovered OCD. So I was always very organized. I used to do my parents' closet, my own closet, my friend's closet. I mean, everything organization I would do. So when I moved to the U.S., I knew it was going to take me a little longer to like set myself as an interior designer. But for organization, I feel like I was doing it ever since I was a child. So I started doing more of organizing services, but what I really wanted to do or to dive into was interior design. I wanted to set myself as an interior designer. Today, I'm not doing organization, home organization, but I know that, or I feel like some, somewhere down on the line, I'm going to bring it back. Maybe not as a full service, you know, as, as I don't know. I'm still thinking about it, but I can't get away from organization. It's just my everyday thing, you know? So. Yeah. It's like part of your calling, part of your purpose, part of, you know, your natural God-given gifts and talents in this yeah. lifetime, right? So I love that. You know, it, it can be a little bit on the back burner, but it's always something that you can offer, especially if you go into a space, you find a really, you know, kismet client, a client, a soulmate client that you love. You can offer that still, you know, it's still always going to be in your tool, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So on Instagram, you know, your page to me is always like, I always know it's a Korean post. Cause I'm like, Oh, like there's like fun colors and styles. <laughs> so I absolutely love your design aesthetic. Can you tell us what are maybe some favorite areas of your home to work on as a designer? As a designer, my favorite room to work on is the master bedroom. <laughs> so I call the master bedroom, the Holy of Holies. I don't know if you are familiar with the Bible or even the Jewish religion or whatever, but the Holy of Holies used to be that place in the temple where God's presence will be like, you know, his utmost presence will be at. So for me, the master bedroom is like, is to be like the heart of the house in the sense that that's where 
you know, that's where the, the owners of the house, the masters, I mean, you can call it master bedroom or primary bedroom is as, I mean, however you feel comfortable calling it. But the thing is, that's where the parents sleep. They are the decision makers in the house. And if they're not sleeping in a place where it's peaceful, where it's restful, you know, where they reset from the day, it's like the entire house is not going to function the right way. That's just how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, I always say our homes are our sanctuaries. They're our nests. They're our shelter from the outside world. And obviously the master bedroom or the primary suite is like, you know, where the magic happens, right? I remember <laughs> watching, I don't know if you guys even had this in Cameroon, maybe, maybe not, but on MTV, there was this show called Cribs, like back in the day. And every time a celebrity would show their master bedroom, they'd be like, this is where the magic happens. <laughs> I love that. It's like, it really is like the heart of, not the, I, I wouldn't say it's the heart of the home because usually we say like the kitchen is the heart of the home, right? It's where we cook, it's where we feed each other, it's where we nourish ourselves. But I, I like what you said where it's like where the dignitaries are you know the decision makers are <laughs> are there so I love that that's mm -hmm. awesome any like any favorite projects that you can think of or any favorite textiles or any like I don't know I'm kind of throwing this question at you but is there like a signature Korean style that you've kind of identified over these past four years of working so what I can say maybe about my style is it's evolving it's always evolving when when I started I used to be very eclectic you know and I used to be very eclectic and mostly boho and boho tribal kind of and a little bit of Scandinavian so that's that was kind of what I used to do using a lot of colors a lot of textures and I believe that it's my background that influenced me to see things that way you know, I don't know if you're familiar with the African culture, but we have a lot of textures. We have a lot of colors. We have really bright colors. I always hear that. At first, I didn't realize, you know, I was I was born and raised in Cameroon. And because everybody's kind of that way, not everybody, but most people, you don't see the difference. But when you come here, you see there is a difference. And it's like, oh, Africans like bright colors. I didn't realize it. For me, it was just natural. So I would say that's how I started, but I'm evolving now to something that's more sort of more, how, how would I say that? More like minimalistic. Yeah. Natural. Yeah, but still, yeah. I keep I keep my textures, I keep my patterns, which are you know like representation of my personality and where I come from. So, but like you mentioned earlier when you were talking about my introduction, every person that I work with, it's a it's a person. So, think about what they want, what they need, and you know I work with that. That is so cool. I love that. I can imagine, like you said, growing up in a colorful environment, vibrant culture, you know, lots of textures and different textiles, different patterns, different prints. Like you said, you're kind of just used to it. And then you probably come to Houston and you're like, oh my gosh, what is this? You know, all these white walls and very plain, neutral tones. So I love that. I love that you're able to infuse, like you said, your life experience into the homes of your clients. And like you said, it's always evolving. I think that's such an important thing to keep in mind as a home organizer, as an interior designer, as somebody that works with the aesthetics of somebody's home, it's always going to be evolving. You're always going to be finding new trends, new techniques, right? New skills. 
I love that. Tell me about Cameroon. Like, I'm just curious how, I mean, this is all like, I feel like as Americans, we're so geocentric. Like we're so focused on like America and the 50 states and like a lot of times we don't have this global view of the world. I have dual citizenship in Turkey. I also grew up in a very like colorful culture with, you know, amazing textiles and rugs and, you know, this and that. But for my American friends, I noticed that it's not always like a global view. So yeah, tell us about Cameroon. I'm curious. Oh, Cameroon, Cameroon. Cameroon is a beautiful country. And when I think about Cameroon's beauty, it's more about the natural beauty. It's a really beautiful country. Cameroon, we are an African country located in the center of Africa. So it's a Central African country. We are a little bit like Canada, as in we bilingual, we speak both French and English. We were, you know, like colonized by the French and the British. That's the reason why we speak both French and English. I think 80% of the country is more French influence and 20% is more English influence. What else can I say about Cameroon? Cameroon, it's Africa in miniature. I don't know if you know that, but Cameroon is truly Africa in miniature. And the reason is in Cameroon, you can find a diversity of, you know, like all the tropical or the climate or the weather that you found in the entire Africa. You can see in Cameroon, we have deserts, we have savannas. I mean, it's it's such a beautiful country. So I don't know. That's my so cool. I love it. <laughs> That's so cool. I love it. I love learning about different places in the world and especially the people that end up in America, you know, building that American dream and saying, okay, I'm going to start a business. I, you know, I know you got married, you found your husband in Cameroon on a work trip, and now you guys are here in Houston. And that is so cool that, you know, now you're building your own business in the United States. Like, how cool is that? Yeah. Love it. Love it. Love it. So what is some advice that maybe you have for other home design pros or other home organizer pros that are new to this industry, this wild world of working with clients in their homes? Tell us what some advice you have. For any person, I think I'm going to go like maybe on the business side as far as content advice and I'll break it out in three points. The first thing is the mind, you know, like what you think is what you're going to put outside. If you see yourself as an interior designer, you're going to put yourself outside as an interior designer. If you see your business as a firm, you're going to represent it as a firm. If you see it as a hobby, you're going to represent it as a hobby. So everything really starts in the mind. And I would say, be mindful of imposter syndrome. It is a real thing. I mean, imposter syndrome is so real that even people that have been in business for a very long time still sometimes struggle with imposter syndrome. So be aware of that and know how to navigate around that. My second point is don't do this alone. (laughs) Don't do this alone. Find a group of people. You know, there are mentorship programs out there. There are you know, like memberships with different interior designers or professional organizers. I love Facebook. It's a really nice place for community where I'm in a couple of communities, you know, when I have questions that I I don't want maybe a client to know, I will go there and I will ask my questions. Like, for example, sometimes you even work on a design, right? And you'll be like, okay, this is what I've done. What do you guys think? And they'll give you their feedback because they are in the same industry with you and they understand. So don't do this alone. There are so many resources. And I also understand that when when you start, you might not have enough capital. But the thing is, there are solutions out there for 
any budget, I would say, the more you grow, the more you can afford to maybe, you know, like hire, let's say for a web designer, for example, you can hire a more expensive web designer, but there is always a solution out there. But, but again, like I said, don't do this alone. The third point I would say, it comes a little bit in relationship with the first point is to speak things into reality. It's funny, the fact that you and I are on this podcast, you won't believe it, but I spoke it. Like, I didn't know where it was going to come from, but I was like, I remember I told my coach, I said, you know what? I wrote a couple of questions about the day I'm going to go. I, I, I told her radio, but can we agree that podcasts are the new radios? So <laughs> I told her, I'm going to go on the radio and I've, I've written down all of my questions and this is what I'm going to answer. So speaking to reality, the things that you want to see happen for your business, speak it, write it down write it down, make a vision board and let it happen. I love that so much. Oh my gosh. You need to be like my new podcast co-host with these, <laughs> with these one liners. So, okay, let's recap guys. Cause that was so powerful. So let's say on mindset, I love what you said. Is this a design firm, right? Is this a professional organizing company or is this a hobby? Is this a passion project? Is this just something that I'm trying to get off the ground and I'm struggling, right? Your words matter. So like Corinne said, cut the imposter syndrome and really step into your power. When she said firm, I was like, Ooh, she's a design firm, right? Like she's not just, I'm, I'm just an interior designer or I'm just a one woman show, or I'm always going to be a one woman show, right? I can see you even just in our brief conversation today, growing, scaling, having an office, having employees, right? And I imagine that's the goal because you're smiling when I say that, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how cool is that? That, you know, it starts with the mind. Like you said, finding your community. I could not agree more. You said the more you grow, the more you can afford. Here's the thing. If you don't grow as an organizer, as a designer, as anybody in a home services profession, if you don't grow, if you're just like, oh, I want that and I can see it and it's way over there, but I don't know how to get there. And you don't work with a mentor or a community of some kind, even like Corrine said, even if it's just a Facebook group, right? You have to find your community. You have to find your mentor. What I always like to say is it's like the ticket to the front of the line, right? If you can speak to somebody like Kareen, who's been doing this now for four years and you're just getting started as a designer or even as an organizer, she's going to have way more experiences, way more wisdom, way more knowledge. Sure. She's not you know, where she wants to be in 10 years, right? But she's still way ahead of the, the path right? So find your community. Love that. And then the third thing was speaking things into existence, writing down what you want. So a really popular quote is a goal without a plan is just a wish, right? A goal without yeah. a plan is just a wish. So if you have a goal and you don't have a plan to get there, you don't have a coach, you don't have a mentor, you don't have a community, you don't have the right mindset, how the heck are you going to get there, right? You have to have a plan, write down what you want, manifest that shit, right? Yeah. I love it. Any final closing thoughts about, you know, the industry or final advice other than that, where can our audience find you? So you can find me on our website, corinephillips.com. It's newly designed. I love it. So you want to check me out there. 
you can also find me on Instagram under Corinne Phillips Interiors. You can find me on LinkedIn, either on the Corinne Phillips. That's my personal LinkedIn. I mean, when I say personal, it's professional slash personal, but you can also search for Corinne Phillips Interior on LinkedIn. So those are my, and on Facebook is the same thing, Corinne Phillips Interiors. That's where you can find me. Yeah, I love it. I love it so much. Cohesive branding everywhere. Cohesive usernames. Love that. Your website is thebomb.com. So you guys definitely need to check that out for some inspiration. And I will link all of these in the show notes below. Thank you so much for your time today. This has been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, me too, Melissa. Thank you for having me. Exciting news! Your free Consultations 101 Masterclass is now available. This training is for established home organizers who have already worked their first few paid jobs, have an online presence in some sort of way, whether that's through a website, social media, or service pro marketplaces, and it's for women who know that they're meant to use their natural organizing gifts and talents to run a profitable business as a pro organizer. In this 25-minute session, I'm covering my top three processes to convert leads into booked and paid clients. If you're ready to turn your side hustle into a full-time endeavor, or if you want to stop going through that feast and famine cycle of having tons of home organizing clients some weeks and zero clients for weeks after that, then this is the masterclass for you. Grab your seat at bit.ly slash consultations 101 masterclass. I'm super, super excited to share this knowledge with you. Again, just head to bit.ly slash consultations 101 masterclass to watch now. If you enjoyed this episode, I'd love it if you'd leave a review or share it with someone who'd also benefit from listening in. To stay connected, follow at Pro Organizer Bootcamp on Instagram, join our Pro Organizer Bootcamp Facebook group, and learn more about my coaching programs at ProOrganizerBootcamp.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.